On that day, I was acting cool, cuz. What? Nigga, what? what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? Hey. I don't fuck with you, cuz. You, you disrespecting me. <gasps> I don't fuck with you, cuz. You, you disrespecting me. <gasps> I go oh, hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. I am here. I am live. <laughs> Thank y'all for y'all's patience. Happy Wednesday to everybody. I hope you guys are doing good today. Let me make sure all my screens are up and running here. All right, all right. I see y'all. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. It is a lot going on. It's a lot to talk about. Y'all like the black lipstick? Y'all not like to switch it up. <laughs> Thank y'all. I appreciate it. First and foremost, let me say this. Let me tell you guys. Thank you guys so much for all the wonderful feedback on the Tea Time Unfiltered Live podcast show. It has been hell, honey, trying to get the footage. And then I am the sole editor at this point of said footage. And that's what I did not want to be. I did not want to edit this project just because I knew it was going to be a lot of work and I had 50 other million things to do. But as you know, the owner of the brand, sometimes you have to get in and do what you got to do. So the feedback that you guys gave me has just been amazing. It's been heartwarming. It's been humbling. And to everybody who took a chance, bought tickets and came to my show once again, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Um, this was the dopest thing that, you know what I'm saying, that I did outside of my birthday. This was the dopest thing I did all summer. And um, we're still talking about this. We're still talking about it to this day. And it was just really cool. I wanted to have people there, you know, not the typical average, you know what I'm saying, celebrity. I wanted people who you would not even think can speak on certain things or, you know what I'm saying, open up. And um, I was just really happy for Mimi joining us and just being very open with her story and just sharing parts of her story that I already knew with my audience. So it was just dope to see Mimi and show her in a different light outside of loving hip hop. And there's a lot more celebrities to come. Um, I have a few more episodes. I've been editing all day off and on on top of shooting the Tea Time True Crime um what else i just been doing a whole lot i got like 50 million things to get done so i was like i gotta do a live stream it's wednesday so i want to make sure i got a live stream done but um yeah the event was just wonderful it was a two-day event um and it, it was just a blessing to be able to like meet fans and meet the people who have supported me and gotten me to where i'm at so like i said i will be forever grateful you know what I'm saying? That people came and showed up because, child, you got celebrities, honey. You got rappers, okay, who cannot sell 500 tickets right now. And your girl sold 500 tickets. People came. It was packed. People came at different times. But by the time the evening show came, we had a packed house. And then the next day, everybody came to the party, came to the club. Um, it was lit. So I'm, I'm, I'm very humbled that somebody who does nothing but commentary, you know what I'm saying? Um was able to amass that many people to just come and show support. And there was no drama. There wasn't no mess. Everybody was safe. It turned out really well. A lot of, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the diaper, <laughs> the diaper. Um, so I know a lot of people have been asking me, when's the next one? When's the next one, child? I, I have no idea. I don't even know if there's going to be a next one. I just thank everybody who came to this one. I, I have not... <laughs> 
I don't know nothing about no next one. You needed to be at this one, okay? So at this point, it was a lot of money and I paid for everything myself. I didn't have Nan sponsor everything from the event space to the bags that y'all got, the, the books. Um, as you guys see, this was a high-end event. This was an event like, you know, how people be doing those um, them brunches, them empowerment brunches, and all they do is literally talk about themselves and how they made money. And then you leave like, okay, well, now what? Um, it was on that level because they spent a lot of money on decor and all this stuff, but people don't necessarily always leave edified. It's almost like, okay, you just talked about yourself the whole four hours, you know? Um, so I wanted to make it open for everybody to just come and, and ask questions and really engage. And it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. So I'm living it in God's hands. I just feel like, you know what? Everybody who was meant to be there was there. That was a time and space. You know, and if God allows me to recreate that, then God willing, if not, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? At least we went, we experienced, I got to meet y'all, y'all got to meet me, and I'm going to leave it at that. Because <laughs> it was a lot of work. And shout out to my team. You know what I'm saying? It was 10 of us who put that together. That was like a BT uh, fucking uh, Essence Festival production. And it was 10 of us who ran all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Outside of the stylist and the, you know, the, the um, makeup artist and the hairstylist, Derek J, outside of them, just my team, it was 10 of us total who put all that together, that the whole show. You know, my cousin was helping run the monitors, you know what I'm saying? The microphones. We did all that on our own. And so, again, never let anybody tell you what you can't do. I've always been the type when people have given me a challenge. Like I told y'all from the time... I was a kid, I was told I wouldn't live past the age of 18. And, you know, okay, that's fine. Keep thinking that, you know what I'm saying? So I've never been one to listen to naysayers and doubters and people who have tried to speak things onto me. I've always made my own way. So when people told me that nobody would come and they wouldn't sponsor and they didn't get the idea, they couldn't, you know, see my vision, I said, you know what? Um, I'm not about to sit here and keep begging. I, I, that's one thing I don't do. I'm going to ask you one time. Cool. We out. So once I got three no's, I was like, okay, we're, we're not begging any more sponsors. I got the money stacked up. I'm going to go ahead and fund everything. Everybody was paid. Um, everything was done. I appreciate all of the staff that did come to help set up the stage. Um, the videographers, shout out to uh, Mad Scientist Carl. Um, he got such wonderful footage because I was behind the scenes. I was backstage getting hair and makeup. So he got all of the B-roll of the people, you know, coming in and just sending me just words of positivity and just getting them, you know, when they were coming in, you could tell they were kind of unsure. They didn't know what to expect. But by the end of the night, you could see everybody's energy like, wow, they were blown away. You know, it was an awesome show. And just again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everybody who just came out and spent those two days with me. Um, we had a good time. On top of uh, the the epicenter uh, with about 100 tea sippers, we took a bus tour around Atlanta. I got to show them around Atlanta, stopped by Tyler Perry Studios, took pictures. We went to the MLK Center. Um, then we went to the Cultural Museum and took a bunch of selfies and we just had a good time. We did all that before the dinner. Then after that, we went to the dinner and everything else. So it was an amazing time. And, um, you know, shout out to everybody who came. So, all right, y'all, we're going to go ahead. We got close to 5,000 people in the house. We're going to go ahead and start the show. Oh, thank y'all for the flowers. I appreciate y'all. All I see is flowers. <laughs> 
Thank you guys. I, I really, um, I appreciate it. Like for real, for real, because um, I've watched other YouTubers put on events and take complete advantage of their fans, <coughs> Ace Family um, and others, you know what I'm saying? And, and sell tickets for crazy amounts and fans did not get their money's worth. And so um, it was a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure to put on a good event pay for insurance, have security, have police. It was a lot of freaking work. And it made me really appreciate now when I go to conferences and um, things like that, all the moving parts that you don't realize. Usually when you go to events like this, you just come and have a seat and, and chill and listen, but it's so many moving parts. So it made me really respect people who do this for a living on a consistent basis. So um, yeah, you know, I had to prove that all YouTubers are not the same. And I look out for my fans because I feel like my tea sippers are family, point blank, period. I don't care what nobody else does with their fandoms. That's their business. But over here, I treat mine like family. You know what I'm saying? So thank you guys once again. Um, so it's a lot going on. Um, you guys really educated me on some stuff. Um, and I am blown away with just the info, this rabbit hole that I went down the past 24 hours. So the other day I had did a video about Kanye uh, and Kim Kardashian's Balenciaga drama and T.I. also weighing in. Um, let me be honest, child. I felt like T.I. was more mad, like he felt away because nobody cared about his Gucci boycott. So it was like, oh, let me come out here and kind of, you know, throw it in Kanye's face. Um, but I felt like that was like the real reason for him talking out like y'all didn't support me when I was trying to boycott Gucci and now he wants us to boycott Balenci. You know, I, that's the vibe I was getting from T.I. But anyways, um, during that video, I had I said I didn't know what a gimp mask was. I've never even heard the word gimp. The only the only thing I know about gimp, like when I think of gimp, somebody with a gimpy leg. That's like a 90s term. Y'all remember Home Alone when he was like, you know, he he was she was smooching anybody. Mo with the gimpy leg. Like a gimp back in the day was somebody who walked with a limp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, child. That's what they called him, a gimp. So I didn't know this. there was this whole BDSM gimp culture. I had never heard of this. So people were in the comments telling me the 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 mask that Northwest was wearing was a gimp mask gimp mask and so me and emily got to talking about it she was like yeah it has to do with like sex fetish bdsm and i was really disturbed so now i got to thinking because even when i was watching the the balenciaga show and this is why i say a lot of things unless you're involved in certain things or certain subsets of the culture things are going to go over your head because I remember watching that Balenciaga show this summer, because I remember I had redid the song where I had the models walking off fast to Candy song, legs and hips and body, yaddy, yaddy. And so everybody was laughing because I added that song to that, uh, to the girls walking. And so when I seen these women walking around with these masks, they looked really creepy to me, right? I didn't understand the point of the mask. I said, well, hell, you know, I'm getting older. Maybe I'm not, you know, hip. I guess this is what people do nowadays. They walk around in these weird neon colored masks. I had no idea what the masks were for. I had assumed they were like, you know, channeling, you know, channeling aliens or some shit. I really did not know. 
So even when I was editing that video yesterday and I was using them walking on the Balenciaga show, I had no idea those were sex fetish masks. So again, everything is hidden in plain sight. So now I see people calling out Kim. Like you're not distancing yourself from Balenciaga because you too participating, you allowed nine-year-old Northwest to wear a gimp mask. And so as I got to thinking about it, I was thinking about, I remember how all summer or the summer before, Kanye always had on that black mask. Remember, let me show y'all some pictures of Kanye. Remember, this is how he was looking all through 2020 and 2021. Remember, they were always walking around like this, but I didn't understand why. I, I just, I didn't get it. Remember, this was him at the Donda event. He always was covering his face and it never made sense. I'm like, what is this? I didn't get it. I thought, okay, well, maybe he's starting a new style. Then she started doing the same thing, walking around with this black mask, all black on. And again, I didn't get it. Here he is here with like studs and, you know, so as I'm Googling and I'm like really researching this, this is all BDSM culture. Here goes some more pictures of her. I mean, they walked around like this for like months. And I had no idea that they were literally low key promoting sex culture like this BDSM culture, right? Remember, this was her at the Met Gala. Head to toe. This is all BDSM culture. So again, things hidden in plain sight. You know, I just assumed it was just some type of weird ass high fashion. I wouldn't wear it, but you know, again, I'm not the most high fashionist person either. So, hey. So now I start... Cause I don't know a whole lot about BDSM, right? The only, the most I've ever heard about it was whips and chains excite me. Remember, uh, nah, 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 that Rihanna song. And she was like, you know, it was like a BDSM song where she's talking about whips and chains. So that was like the extent of that I ever known about BDSM, right? There's just certain things I don't, you know, go looking for stuff. I don't go down certain rabbit holes. You know, I figure what makes you nut is your business. What makes me nut is mine, right? So I, I stay out of all that stuff. S&M, thank you. S&M, that song. So I stay out of all that, but I started going down the BDSM rabbit hole. And now let me say this. I didn't even have to go to Pornhub. Ain't that something? I didn't even have to go to a porn site. Let me show you what I put in and all this BDSM stuff came up. This is why I said stuff be deeper than what you think. Where my Google thing at? I was very curious to see if there were other pictures of Northwest, right? Because I was noticing in, in these pictures the kids were always around in their BDSM. So like you see them doing backflips, Kanye's here. Um, there's another weird picture of them. Um, you see here, she's holding baby shy. You see all these little kids around them with this whole BDSM nonsense, right? So I go to Google BDSM Northwest 
because I'm like, okay, let me see if there's like, you know, more fashion of her, right? Because she had on that gimp outfit. Let me see if I can find the gimp outfit that Northwest had on, which just creeped me out because she's such a little girl. But she, I always think she's older. I, I legit thought she was 13. She's only nine. So it's even more creepy to me now. So let me show y'all this. So this is Northwest. Northwest is nine years old, but she legit looks to be about 13. Nothing about her screams nine. I have a nephew who's 10. She does not look like a nine-year-old to me. She looks so much older. But this was the outfit that she was wearing at nine with the big Balenciaga clog sandals child with this mat. And now that I know what the mask means, that really disturbs my spirit. It just really does. You know, I remember seeing this back then, but I didn't. That's a child. Again, I'm not high fashion, so I don't know. I'm like, is this what the kids are doing nowadays? I don't know. I'm going to just stick to just showing my face, you know? So she was out there fashion week and just, just watch this. Oh, you know what? Y'all might not be able to hear it. Hold on. Let me, uh, I got to pull it up a different way. Give me just, I want y'all to hear this. I forgot I got to present it a different way. Give me just a second here. I got to go through this other tab. Okay. All right. So all these grown adults are cheering for this nine-year-old. They were yelling at me. What were they saying? They were screaming. It was so funny. Oh, I know, right? We should both walk out there next time. Yes. It, I don't know. It's just weird. Did y'all, were y'all able to hear it? Let me, let me look at the comments. Were y'all able to hear that? I want to make sure it played for y'all. Yeah, it was just very strange. You know, with like all these, she's out there dressed in this gimp gear. You know, people are screaming her name like she's a grown woman. And she's like super excited. Like, did you hear them? They're calling my name. And they're like, North, North. That's very strange for a nine-year-old to be so infatuated with people knowing her name and calling her name. That should be the last thing on her mind because she has her whole life to live under a bubble, right? Because she's a... West Kardashian. So as I got to, to really looking up stuff, so I so anyways, let me show y'all this. I Googled BDSM Northwest. So I could see were there any other outfits of her in this BDSM fetish gear that everybody's talking about. What was very disturbing is what came up. There's some type of thing in the UK. And it's on Twitter. Like I said, I didn't even go to Pornhub. I went to Twitter. And there's this company called Bondage Northwest. And that just creeped me out when I, when I heard the name. Because I'm just like, really? That is what came up when I put in her name with BDSM looking to see she had more clothing. And it came up with this Twitter page. And I can't play this. It's very disturbing. I've never seen any of this stuff. I don't get the point. So I click on the video, not even knowing what to expect. I'm like, is this like a kidnapping fetish? I don't get it. 
I see people's hands tied behind their back. So now, yeah, Twitter is Pornhub solely. You are so right. Because like I said, I didn't have to go to Pornhub. I just put that in the search engine and that is where it led me. And there's also another Northwest bond, fetish bondage site also based out of the UK. So I play the video and I'm seeing people getting wrapped up in duct tape. Like I'm talking about, I guess like neon colored duct tape, eyes, everything. The only thing open was their mouth. And in one video, the man's thing was just flopping. He was completely taped up, but his thing was. And they were pulling on it and doing all types of weird shit. And I'm just like, what is this? Yeah, I guess I went down some weird kink rabbit hole. This is all on Twitter. And it, it, to me, it's kind of crazy because it's like, we can post truthful stuff. We can post things about C-19 and we're flagged. We're thrown in Twitter jail. Posts are taken down. But there's a man on Twitter right now who's tied up in neon tape with a schlong just flopping in the wind. And people are pulling on it like they're milking the goat. I said, what the hell is this? And it's just on Twitter. So imagine now I'm a grown adult just simply Googling this little girl's name and trying to, you know, see what else comes up under it. So imagine if I'm like a nine-year-old, 10-year-old, and I look up to Northwest and I'm Googling this stuff. This is tied to her name. I was in shock. And y'all are laughing at me. Like, I'm like, I feel like I... <laughs> y'all are laughing, but I'm legit in shock. I did not even understand this whole subculture was going down. So, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a researcher. So now I, I want to find out more. So let me show y'all. I found a whole website breaking it down. Um, and the masks, they mean something. So this is why I'm really disturbed that Kim would dress her child in this because these masks, they legit mean something. So let me share this, this, uh, thing with y'all here. So this was a site that I found this person, I, child, I don't even know what's in his mouth. I don't know if it's a whip or I, I don't know. But they were saying here, what is mass BDSM? Most people associate BDSM with dungeons, whips, and punishment. While some aspects of BDSM involve these activities, much more exist in the BDSM community. I guess they got a whole community, child. Uh, they go on to say, it, it, the practice involves varying degrees of sexual play where the partner embodies different roles such as dominant or submissive in pursuit of sexual gratification. Okay, so the mask part, I'm trying to read the part where it talks about the mask. For some in the BDSM community, masks are a fetish, meaning they can get stimulation without using a head mask, while others join mask BDSM to spice up their sex lives. Wearing a mask in role play can inhibit some of your senses, including hearing and sight, leading to increased stimulation of other purposes such as touch. So oh God, this is just really disturbing. Um, if you watch porn videos with BDSM theme, you probably wondered why the actors wear a mask. Um, uh, while BDSM players usually wear masks in scene play, you can use them as props or accessories. So basically 
long story short, all of this is just sexual. All of it is sexual in nature. And I had no idea about this whole thing. So while I'm looking at Kanye like, oh, you know, I guess this is, you know, just what he's wearing, a black mask, hey, black Superman or whatever the hell he's trying to be. They were really promoting this whole BDSM gimp fetish culture. And you can't tell me that they're not. They definitely are. Um, people in these communities have even talked about Kim wearing gimp masks and giving her props for normalizing uh, gimp wear. Um, here goes another article here that I found. Yeah, I was like literally researching all this stuff early today in between my edits. And I was just like blown away. So this is another one. Balenciaga's gimp mask is the glue holding Kimye together. And there they're doing a whole article about her walking around in full gimp gear. This looks just like the people. Um, hold on. See, here goes another website I have found. Uh, hopefully, it ain't, I don't want no nasty popping up, child. Uh, where's some other people at? Oh, God. Okay. This looks like Kim Kardashian. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, it's not even let me switch screens. I hate the fact that I can't switch screens on here. So, they're talking about, like, you know, how Kim has been basically, you know, promoting gimpware. And it has a Balenciaga tag in there. And remember during the Donda event? Remember when he, was, when he locked himself away at the Donda event? He always kept on a mask. Always had on a mask. Even in bed. Here he's wearing the black mask and Chance the Rapper is in there. More gimp stuff. There she is in some type of gimp dress. I've seen this pink outfit a few times on her. So again, remember the, the lady Loretta, the one that was dragging yesterday? Y'all can write her now. I, forgot, I don't forgot her damn name. The one that looked like, you know, Satan's little helper, um, who was the creative director for Balenciaga. And she had all that satanic stuff, BDSM, crazy stuff on her Instagram um, that people were pulling up. So you can't tell me they didn't know. I'm, I mean, I'm going to call it a gimp dress, child, because it looks like a gimp dress to me. Okay? She just doesn't have a mask at that point. But I just, it just shows that things are just hidden in plain sight. And... We're seeing things and we're looking at it from, you know, I'm not in the fashion world like that. When I see it, I'm just thinking, okay, well, it's something Balenciaga done put out there. I'm not walking down the street with that shit on, but to each his own. But to know that it really ties back to a sex fetish and to a, you know, to BDSM subculture is very disturbing. Not even for the adults who are promoting it, but the fact that a nine-year-old was wearing that, because to me... It's like, what are you trying to project, Kim and Kanye? What are you, what, what dog whistles are you sending to the world about your child? I don't, I don't understand in any way where this would be acceptable for a child to walk around with a fetish mask on. There's nothing high fashion about 
a nine-year-old walking around with something, we just read the article, that means that either she is submissive or she's the dominant in a sexual relationship. That is creepy to think like that of a nine-year-old. So Kim should be ashamed of herself. So when Kanye's ranting and raving and saying that, oh, all these celebrities are controlled, but I'm not, and they're not speaking against Balenciaga, like I said in my video, he was only speaking out because he's been kicked out of those spaces. I'm not saying that Ye's not speaking the truth, but it's very interesting that he's speaking about Balenciaga now when a year ago he was participating in the same fetish culture and normalizing it. Let's keep that real. You know, I, I don't know. I just found it just really disturbing now that I understand the meaning of it. And again, I'm not knocking anybody who's into BDSM. We all know some of the tea sippers are freaks, honey. Y'all done said, told all y'all business in the Zoom meetings, okay? But um, so it's not about me judging what grown adults do. So don't think this is what this stream is about. I'm not coming for the BDSM culture. I just didn't know it was to that extent. I didn't know folks was taping themselves up, you know, with nothing but they willy out. I, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting that. Um. And my thing is, so when the tape comes off, don't that shit hurt? Ain't that going to rip off your skin and the hairs on your chest? Well, it ain't my business. Maybe they get off on that too. But again, I'm not here to knock what grown folks do. Because if that's how you get off, that's your business. I'm not fucking you. So it, it, means, it makes me no difference, right? But I'm bothered when I see a nine-year-old child promoting that wearing that type of mask because again for a lot of regular people like me and a lot of people in the chat who are just as shocked we didn't know what that meant when we seen northwest it looked like a predator mask with the two little horns going back i don't know looked like some illuminati shit but i didn't know that it led back to that freaky community so that that's my issue with it is the dog signals that are being sent and so for all these people to be quiet about the BDSM teddy bears that were in that Balenciaga ad, now it makes sense. Like I said, none of this stuff is done on accident because you have people who work on set and their job, they're continuity experts. Their jobs are to go through everything on set to make sure that everything that is placed wherever that is in the camera view is supposed to be there. That is their job. So when something ends up on camera, that is because you want it to be seen. When Northwest is being photographed on camera, that is because they wanted her to be seen. If they didn't want her to be seen, she wouldn't have been there, let alone walking around with a gimp mask. So it's just, it's, it's really just disturbing on a lot of levels. Like I said, um, you know, what grown folks choose to do is your grown business. But when grown folks start involving children in sexual situations, I'm not okay with that. Okay? There's no reason that a child needs to be in an in a ad holding a BDSM teddy bear with whips and, and, you know, leather and all that stuff. It doesn't make sense. And now Balenciaga is trying to pass the buck. So let me go ahead and show y'all their latest here. Give me just a second, uh. Pull up. Because now they're trying to, you know, distance themselves. They're talking about suing. Okay, here it is. 
let me let me show y'all this really quick here. Okay. So Balenciaga is saying this. Balenciaga says North Six, which I find very interesting that the name is North Six, uh, made inexplicable acts and omissions by displaying in an ad court decisions upholding a criminal probation against child pornography. According to the complaint, they're seeking $25 million, and this was filed on Friday in New York State Supreme Court. It alleges that the production house um, Malevent or was malevolent or at least or at the very least extraordinarily reckless supervising of the ad has led to false association between the company and the repulsive and deeply disturbing subject of the court decision the supreme court's 2008 decision in the united states versus williams which affirmed that which affirmed that the constitution of law bearing the pandering of child pornography was partly visible but not immediately noticeable. In the ad for a black bag, there are three vertical stripes. The campaign was released shortly after Balenciaga apologized for another ad, which isn't subject to this suit, featuring children posing with teddy bears that are dressed in what appears to be bondage gear. So um, I'm not buying this. I think Balenciaga, at this point, they're full of crap. They're trying to shift the buck. They're trying to make it where, okay, don't look over here, but look over here. Um, they want to blame this company for putting that particular paperwork on the table. My thing is if strangers on the internet were able to zoom in on said paperwork, Google, and pull up the court case, where was the continuity experts at Balenciaga to do the same? Because again, like I said, anytime you see something on, on film or in a photograph, it is meant to be there. So they are just trying to shift the buck. They're trying to basically shift the blame and make it look like, okay, if we sue these people, we can distance ourselves. But no, no, this is you. You guys approved this and you guys were obviously okay with it and only took it down once they received backlash. They literally wiped damn near their whole Instagram page. I think the other day was fully wiped. They might've put some stuff back up there, but they took down everything. So if this was so innocent, y'all had no idea, then stand in your shit and say, well, we didn't know. We're trying to work it out. Why run to go delete everything? Even the, the creative director, even she ran to make her page private once people got the dig in and taking screenshots of the type of pictures and photographs that she was posting on her page. So I find the whole thing just, just super interesting and disturbing. As of today, because of the backlash that Kim Kardashian is receiving, she's now saying this. Kim Kardashian declined new campaign offer from Balenciaga before breaking silence on the BDSM controversy. So TMZ reports, Kim announced that she is reevaluating her future with Balenciaga, but it appears that she made up her mind declining an offer from the brand and ditching the outfits that she was set to wear at the upcoming at upcoming events. Sources with direct knowledge of the situation tell us that the design house presented Kim an offer to do the 2023 Balenciaga campaign before the controversial uh, child BDSM ads went live 
We're told that those ads went public and Kim made the decision to reject the offer even before releasing a statement on the issue. Oh, that's so sweet. Girl, bye. To me, it doesn't matter if she rejected it because at some point in time, she was complicit by allowing her nine-year-old to walk around in the same fetish gear that they are promoting in the ad. So to me, she's complicit. Let me go ahead and read some of these super chats, y'all. Um, let's see. Uh, TJ says, I have been dabbling in crypto for years. I've been keeping my eye on the FX, on the FTX situation and executions. The rabbit hole goes deep. Love you, T. Yeah, we've been keeping an eye on it too. I might do a video on Sam Brink, uh, Bankman Freed and his uh, funny looking girlfriend. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been talking about the whole FX, uh, FTX situation um, since last week. We had a whole Zoom meeting about it. It's insane the things that they allow certain people to get away with. I am currently working on a video on Elizabeth Holmes. Hopefully that will be available um, in the next few days because I'm in the middle of editing that as well. But um, I'm going to talk about Elizabeth Holmes first and then probably hit on the um, FTX situation. So thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. Bunny says, I would love to see some lifestyle videos, shopping vlogs, cleaning routines. Maybe give us a Christmas treat. Love you. Thank you, Bunny. You know what's so funny? I was talking to my uh, PR lady. Uh, shout out to Karen. And I was telling her that I do want to start doing that. Um, it probably won't be anytime soon just because I have a lot on my table. But I do want to, I think with my other Instagram page that I have, I'm going to end up in the future. I'm turning that into like a lifestyle page and just, you know, y'all can watch me clean and fold and put stuff up and organize my pantry because I do a lot of clean. Like yesterday, I spent like two hours just like cleaning the bathroom with my little pink stuff and my little brushes and scrubbers. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people are really interested in that type of content. I don't know why, but I find myself watching a lot of uh, um, lifestyle videos too, like on Instagram and they're kind of peaceful. Like there's a lady I follow. I love her gold sink. She has like this gold sink and gold, you know, faucets. And all she does is do dishes and cook. <laughs> like I love her posts when they pop up on my feed. I don't know. They're just relaxing. She's always like, you know, putting stuff up and burning candles. So I'm going to do that in the future. I, I definitely will. I'm looking into it. I had to figure out like, you know, how I want to shoot it and, and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in venturing into that world as well. So thank you. Uh, Kitty the Jackson. Hey, sis. Thank you for the $50 super sticker. I appreciate you. Uh, Much Denera sent $9.99 says, let me send you my grit now, sis. Much love and blessings. I pray you have another Tea Time Live podcast because I'm coming. Flowers. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thanks for coming through. Uh, Stop the Cat says, the lipstick is giving me stars. I have to catch the playback. Just wanted to wish you blessings uh, to you and everyone watching. Hit the like button, y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yes, we have over 8,000 people in here. Please hit that like button. Please. Um, let's see here. Risky. Hold on. It just refreshed. I hate when my page does that. Like, refreshes, like, all the super chats. Um, let's see. Let's see here. Uh, Reese Boo 13 says, remember, uh, Ye has a porn addiction. 
he probably don't even think it's wrong. Yeah, that's true. But you know, even still though, regardless of a porn addiction or not, there's just certain things you don't want to expose your children to. And you definitely don't want to put them in that type of light for the world. You know, like even when I see her on, on TikTok, it just, I don't understand why grown adults are following a nine-year-old. Um, I know Hollywood Unlocked posts her all the time. It just doesn't make sense. She's a kid, you know, and people are there just either idolizing her and, oh, she's so pretty. Look at her hair and this and that. Or they're talking about her. Oh, she's a brat. She's, you know, why even put her, why even subject her to that at nine? It, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I respect Beyonce so much. Like she don't, I don't even, I couldn't tell you what them twins look like. I think I seen them twins twice. I be forgetting she got twins. She just doesn't put her kids out there like that. That's why everybody was so happy. Remember when Blue Ivy was at the, the basketball game with Jay-Z? That's why folks were so happy because that was a rare treat. We don't see Blue Ivy like that. And when we see her, she looks like a kid. She just looks her age, you know? So yeah, it's just strange. I, I never understand adults who follow children's pages. I, I don't get it. Um, I hate the fact that they pop up on my timeline on Instagram, you know? Like just the littlest kids, you know, they barely have shoulders, but they're wearing halter tops. You don't even have shoulders. Why do you have on a halter top? You know, just, <laughs> I don't get it. And be having like hundreds and thousands of followers. I'm like, what are we following? They're, they're literally dressed like little adults. What are we following? It's just weird. And the parents are the ones who are out there pimping their kids. I don't get it. Um, Let's see here. Marvin D sent 10. Thank you, Marvin. He says, I have watched you since 2014 and I'm in complete obvious success. Keep flourishing, beautiful. P.S. When will you open the Discord again? Oh, that was uh, Marta M. I'm sorry. That was Marta. Thank you so much. Um, we probably will be opening in the, well, yeah, we'll be opening in the month of December. Just stay tuned. So thank you for the super chat. Um, I've read Marvin's name, but then I, I read Mar uh, Marta's uh, super chat. So Marvin D says, hey, sis, looking gorgeous as always. I felt like I was at the event watching the video. I had a good time, LOL. Thank you so much. And I'm really glad you enjoyed the video. Thank you for watching it. Um, Static Shot Nini says, I am in the BDSM community. And to see people make a mockery of the community I love is disgusting. We seek to educate, not what, and that's not what they are doing. Thank you, uh, Static Shock Nini, for coming and being honest about, you know, being a part of the BDSM community. Because like I said, this, you know, stream is not to knock anybody in the community. Because again, what grown folks do is what grown folks do. But um, I, I definitely agree with you. They're exploiting it for a dollar. They're taking the community and the things that y'all stand for and what y'all do. And now they're, they're trying to normalize and monopolize off of it. Because that's all it is. It's about making money. You know, so it's unfortunate. But thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, Kanisha, <laughs> Kanisha Morgan. I knew he's going to write how to spell it. Uh, Sent 10 says, I have not watched the Tea Time live video. I'm still in the moment. The red dress was everything. Side note, that deep dive with the nurse is still bothering me. Mm. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, the, the uh, deep dive with takeoff. Yeah, I, I was able to point out a lot of stuff. And interesting enough, Kim Kardashian and, you know, th those hands, you know what I'm saying? 
So yeah, thank you. Yeah, that the nurse part was definitely sad, you know, but respects to her for just trying to come on the scene and um, help take off in his last moments. And like I said, you know, when I initially watched the video with Quavo's outfits, you know, I felt that that was takeoff, you know, grabbing at Quavo. But in actuality, it ended up being Quavo grabbing at the nurse, you know? So it's it's very interesting how things can be foreshadowing. So thank you for that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Night Charm says, hey, T, don't know if you remember me. I am Magnetic Source. I had to change. <laughs> Not you changing your name. I had to change up my name, been rocking with you since 2018. I wanted to be at your event so bad. Watching your growth has been amazing. I still mod. I, I still mod for you. Love you. Love you too. I know exactly who you are. I didn't know you changed your name. Okay, Night Charm. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you, love. Um, let's see here. Melanin Queen sent five. She says, I believe Kim Kardashian sold her soul to the devil in order to sign Northwest to Balenciaga and to walk in the fashion show. Now she can't get out of it. It is so evident. Thank you so much, sis, for the super chat. I appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it says a lot. You know, it says a lot. And now she's trying to backtrack and distance herself. But the fact that they they both, you know, it's not just Kim because Kanye is also the father. You know, the fact that they both were okay with that is is really disturbing. So thank you. Um, Angel sent $9.99 in uh, NZ Money says, I did not know either what that mask was. North definitely acts older than my 16-year-old. Yeah. And that's why I say a lot of things are hidden in plain sight. So that's why I never get mad when people don't necessarily see things you know, from like an esoteric eye, when I look at certain things, I see things a certain way. There's probably people who understood exactly what that was. But again, because I don't know anything about that culture, I've never really, you know, dwelled into that. I didn't even know what a gimp mask was until you guys were educating me that now it's like, okay, now I see that. So now when I see that mask, I understand what that basically is, is telling, you know, I understand that dog whistle. So um, it's very interesting that since Kanye has parted ways from Balenciaga, he's not wearing that mask anymore. Remember at one point in time, he was walking around with like a white man face mask. And even that is also part of a uh, fetish gear. Let me see if I can find that. that. Remember that real creepy picture of Kanye? He was like in a white man mask. Pull this up. Yeah, here it goes right here. This is literally the same thing that is on that BDSM uh, page. Let me let me uh want to show y'all this. Make sure I'm on the right thing. Okay. Let, remember this mask here. Okay. Remember when Ye was walking around with this? And I didn't get it. I'm like, why is he walking around in this mask? It was so creepy to me. I just did not understand it. Well, look, on the BDSM page, they have these masks on. I don't want to scroll too far. Well, you can see this guy here. You would think, you know, this is a mask. See, more. So when Ye was doing all that, you know, he, he was just as down with the program. 
So now I don't want to hear all this celebrities are controlled. He was wearing the same type of mask. So it, it just, it really creeped me out because like I said, a lot of us, we didn't see, you see the comments. Everybody's like, oh my God, what the F? Yes. He walked around in that mask for weeks, but I didn't understand it. That was an ode to Trump. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like, what the hell? But yeah, that's all BDSM culture. So yeah, hidden in plain sight. Uh, let's see here. Sienna Daydream sent 1999 says, Love you, T. Been here since 1800 BC. But on a serious note, I believe that the elites are trying to push this because having sex with children is a part of occult ritualistic activities. Dates back to Roman times. I, I do not disagree. It's very occultic. And um, like I said, I just, I do not like the fact that children are being mixed in with this at all. It's not okay. Uh, but thank you for the super chat. Vanna J says, this is crazy T. You definitely went down a rabbit hole with this and I'm here for it. Thank you. Cause I was scared. I was going to think I was crazy, but I'm like, you know, I had to share this information with y'all because this is, to me, it's just not okay. Like I said, what they want to do is grown adults is fine, but the children being placed in those ads and then Northwest wearing that type of, you know, mask is not okay. It, it's just not. Um, Tom Tom Media sent 1999 says, hey T, you taught my Northwest, reminded me of Ghislaine Maxwell and her weird relationship with her father from the documentary. Mm. Yeah, her and her father, they were... They're definitely two peas in a pod, okay? But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, it's a Perez says, uh, hi, y'all. I love you, lovely, gorgeous. There are 7,000 people in here. Everybody send a dollar. <laughs> thank you so much for the super chat, love. Appreciate you. Y'all don't have to send a dollar, but please hit the like button. At least do that. That's free. So thank you. Um, AK says, you're right, T. I'm from the UK, and we had a British YouTuber that was outed as a sex worker involving BDSM and race play. Mm, I know who y'all talking about, honey. Y'all don't miss nothing. Um, I'm not going to blast him, but I know who you're talking about. He had like a foot fetish. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. But yeah, I heard, I heard that UKT. I sure did. Um, let's see here. Ashley Alexander says, in that gimp mask, it's not a whip. It's a pipe. The pipe is used for either breathing, breath control, or for someone to pee in. Whoa, 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 what? Ah, I shudder. You mean that long pipe that I thought was, because I'm like, are they swallowing a whip? So it's a pipe that they're using to breathe or for somebody to pee in? Thank you for the super chat and the education, Ashley. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Summer, <laughs> Summer sent $10 says, this is very popular in the gay community. When I go to pride parades, I see a lot of gay men wearing gimp masks and especially puppy gimp masks. Also, not you calling kink disturbing. Um, no, I don't, no, I'm not necessarily saying kink is disturbing, but from what I'm seeing, is that's disturbing my spirit. I'm sorry. The fact that this is being mixed in with children, I, I'm, I'm not going to co-sign that. I don't like it. 
Like I said, what adults choose to do as adults in their bedroom, that is your business. But when I see a nine-year-old promoting a gimp mask, I have an issue with that. So it's not the whole kink thing because y'all love to be like, oh, I'm, you know, sex shaming or sex negative, whatever y'all be saying. It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? But I find this disturbing that they have commercialized this. And many of us who are not involved in this type of culture, right? Because there's a segment of the population who know nothing about this. This is being sold to us as fashion, right? But what they've really done is pimp out and monetize a culture of people who engage in this. And that's their grown choice to do that. But Balenciaga is monetizing it and trying to make it mainstream. And now they're pushing the envelope by trying to include children. So that that's my issue. It's not so much the kink. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I think everybody's a little bit kinky, honey, including myself. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as it's grown consenting adults, I don't care what y'all do. If y'all want to sit around and drink piss all day, that is your throat. That is your stomach. Okay? <laughs> not my business. <laughs> But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Uh, Carisha Senfai says, I honestly don't think Ye would approve North wearing the mask. He's been calling her out about how she dresses them and TikTok and makeup. Yeah, he may not have approved of it, but he also didn't call that out either. Because again, he can call out the makeup and the TikToks, but he didn't call out the Balenciaga get mask. Why? Because he wasn't trying to ruffle feathers with Demna, who he calls the greatest fashion person of all time. So that's my thing is the selective call out. If he's going to call her out for, you know, her being on TikTok and her putting on makeup, which I don't think she needs makeup at nine. She's a gorgeous little girl. She is really pretty. She doesn't need makeup. She doesn't need eyeliner. I just, I don't get it. Um, call out when Kim is putting her in, in a sexualized mask as well. You know, let's see here. Jazz Perot says, Hey T line time T sipper. Have you heard about Sema Hayek's husband's disturbing, disturbing auction involving child mankins? I heard her husband was in the news because he has some type of dealings with Balenciaga. Let me see um, if I can Google. I don't even know what a child mannequin is. Oh, child man. Maybe you meant child mannequins. Uh, let's see. Summer. I didn't even realize her husband um Oh, shit, this is on Reddit. Hold on. Let me look at it first before I post it on the screen, because y'all know Reddit. I have no damn, see, look, 18 and plus to view. Let me see what they got going on here first before I make it public. Might as well, I might get hit in the face with a ping. Click to see not safe for work. CEO of Balenciaga's parent company owns an auction site selling child sex mannequins with erect peens but JJ's and anuses instead of mouths or noses. Francois Pignot owns Curring, Balenciaga's parent company. He also owns Christie's and an, an art auction site. If you search 
Jake and Dino Chapman on Christie's, you will find numerous mannequins made by them, which feature nude children with erect peens and vajayjays. I'm not going to click on this. Um, wow. Okay. Thank you, Jazz, for that tea. This is wild. I wasn't expecting to go. How long I've been? I've been I've, damn, I've been out here for 55 minutes. Oh, this rabbit hole is too much. Okay. I was not expecting that. That is Summer Hayek's rich billionaire husband. Okay. Thank you. I will dig further into that rabbit hole later. I'm not going to click on that or, 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 you know, show you guys that. That is really disturbing. I was hearing his name popping up today, but I didn't know why. Um, wow. Y'all know Reddit be on it, honey. That's my other side. I love me some Reddit. They be on it. Um, Blue Control says Julia Fox worked as a dominatrix to allegedly some of the corn that Ye shared with Adidas executives were BDSM. Oh, you mean, okay. We're BDSM in, uh, in nature. Weird as F. Mm. Yeah, I remember them talking about Julia Fox working, you know, as a dom and, you know, beating men with whips. It's very interesting. Uh, let's see here. Goth Boy said 999 says, thanks for giving us hella content. I'm going and going live and keeping up our spirits. It um okay, let's get to the tea child. So Kim was caught tweeting a pic of herself tied up to a chandelier and then deleted it. But we caught her. Goth Boy, post that in the Discord and tag me in it so I can see it. Goth boy don't be missing nothing, child. Okay. Um, Savan sent $49.99. Thank you so much, Savan. Says, thanks for letting me back into the Discord. I have been enjoying myself silently sipping in the rooms. Much love from your internet sis from the VA. You are very welcome and welcome back into the Discord um, where we are family, child. Um, ooh, this is... We're going to go ahead and switch subjects. I didn't mean to spend a whole hour on this, but I really wanted y'all to know what was going on. Um, yeah, yeah, just y'all going to have to Google all that stuff yourself. Um, and the fact that this is just on Twitter is just. It, it, Twitter never ceases to amaze me. They will throw black folks in Twitter jail. You can't post about nothing edifying, um, you know, anything of substance. You know, they'll they'll go out their way to remove if you're speaking truth. But, you know, you can wrap somebody in duct tape and, you know, just sitting there with no issues. It, just very interesting. Um, So now I want to talk about the Glorilla situation, child. <laughs> um, This is funny. A lot of a few people are in their feelings today and I don't understand why it's it, it's very interesting. But we're going to talk about Glorilla. Glorilla has been out here giving dating advice um, to her followers, right? So let me show y'all what she posted. Yet. It all started yesterday. Uh... Okay, found it. All right, so let's listen to Glorilla. She had some dating advice yesterday. Let me share my screen with y'all real quick here. All right, 
So this is what Miss Glorilla had to say. <clears throat> I just gotta say this. If you trust a nigga that you met at the club, you was a hot ass miss and a goddamn fool. And you don't got no motherfucking home training. Because, bitch, why the fuck are you sitting up here falling in love with a nigga that you know you met at a place where he looking for hoes at? Bitch, you looking for hoes. He finna treat you like a motherfucking hoe, bitch. Why the fuck is you sitting your dumb ass right here falling in love? Stay woke. Stay the fuck woke. I just got to say this. <clears throat> All right. I, that is what she had to say. So now I want to share with y'all. She went on to the breakfast club this morning to further elaborate um, on the situation. So let me play y'all her breakfast club interview. Okay, here we go. You talking about you and your ratchet ass friends, as we call them. I'm just busting. <laughs> but, but you were saying that you can't find love in the club. Uh-huh. We were saying that. That's, that's, that's not necessarily true. No, that's what they said. I agree with you. I'm, I'm 44. My old ass ain't in no club. So if you tell me there ain't nothing but holes in the club, I got to listen to you, bro. Okay? We said you can find love in the club. So break that down. There's no love in the club? When you go in the club, you see the same people, and they just in there, standing around. What they doing? Looking for the hoes. <laughs> okay. Now, what was you doing? Looking for the hoes. Looking for the hoes. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever dated somebody you did meet in the club, though? No. Never. I, I just feel like you can, you know what I'm saying? If you meet somebody in the club, you can have them. They could be your little yeah, but like. Going your little what? Yeah, little yeah. <laughs> little yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but like, going, but going into a relationship, that is like, you know, you finna get your feelings hurt. Like, so, where do you meet guys? <laughs> where have you meeting them at? The studio, probably now, right? Church? I don't be talking to do. We going to church? Christian Mingle? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't talk I, to nobody. You know, I do what I do. Who's your little yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you Who's your little yeah? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just be doing what I do. Because <laughs> I want to know where do you meet people then in that case? I mean, you just meet people, but what about you? <laughs> oh, <laughs> why are you blushing? Why are you blushing? You Y'all play something. Who is this person? Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could just meet people. Okay, okay. She'd be real big. <laughs> All right, let me come back on the screen here. Okay, so y'all just heard what Glorilla had to say. So, I didn't agree with her advice yesterday, and I did not agree with her advice on The Breakfast Club. And I will tell you guys why. Um, I feel like this one, you can meet people anywhere, right? You can meet people in the club. You can meet people at church just because you meet somebody in the club does not necessarily mean that they're just there for sex or that they're a bad person. You know, it's a place. It's a, it's a meeting place. It's a place where people are there to party, drink, dance, have fun. I have found love in the club before. You know, I ended up meeting a guy in the club. And so, you know, standing the night, everybody's getting ready to walk out. And he grabbed me. He was like, what you want? What you about to do? And I was like, I'm about to get home because I had to be at work at, you know, six o'clock in the morning. He's like, well, what do you do? I was like, I do IT. And we ended up exchanging numbers. And he said that that was why he really liked me. He said, because he's been in the club other times where he's, you know, grabbed a girl at the end of the night. And they ended up hooking up. So again... 
It's not because it's the club. It's your energy. It's what you put out there. You know what I'm saying? If you're willing to give up some cat the first night, nobody's, you know, the average guy's not going to turn that down. But if you know who you are, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that matters. I just don't like this whole mentality of, you know, women feeling they can only go certain places to find love or to find a relationship. And what was so funny is when they were asking her, okay, well, where do you find love? Where can we find love? She had no answers. It was just a bunch of giggling and laughing, but you're giving dating advice with absolutely no answers. So my thing is this, and I was hearing a lot of people saying, well, you, you're supposed to find your man in the church or, you know, at, um, you know, small business events and stuff like that. What makes a man in the church any more worthy than a man in the club? You know how many men are in the church who are cheaters, philanderers? They're philandering cheaters. They can quote every Bible scripture, but they ain't shit. It's not about where you meet that person. Look at Pastor Jamal Bryant. Perfect example. He's a pastor. Look how bad he done had babies on Giselle and did all types of disrespectful stuff. So it doesn't matter if that person is in the church or if they're in the club. It's about energy. And I just find it very disturbing when grown folks try to tell a lot of y'all younger folks something, y'all want to come and clap back. I had females in the comment section saying that I was grab that I was dragging Glozilla. How did I drag her? Because I don't agree with her statement. I never told y'all to unfollow her. I never told y'all not to support her. I've met Glorilla. She's a sweet girl. You know what I'm saying? So it's really sad that when people speak their truth, how they see things, it bothers some of y'all's demons. Like I had to block like 30 people today. They were just coming at me sideways because I didn't agree with what she said. So let me refresh y'all's memory for some of y'all who think I'm like hating on this girl. It's, it's silly. And I even wrote on my Instagram page when I had went because I met her at Cardi's party that she's a sweetheart. Me and our mom got a chance to meet her. She's a really nice girl. I like her. Let me, this is my page. Okay, yeah. So that's me and her right there. Really nice girl, really, really sweet. So I'm confused as to like how I was dragging her. So let me go ahead and read to y'all what I have wrote on this. This was her Breakfast Club interview. We talking about you. I can't play it because you know they're going to copyright. So I said, so you can sleep with a random yeah from the club and create soul ties, but you can't get to know that, that person on a deeper level and create a real relationship. This world is so backwards and you got grown folks co-signing this like she's speaking the truth. That's not dragging her. And anybody who thinks that's dragging, you're a weirdo. That is speaking my truth. You don't have to agree with it. But not one time did I drag her. I didn't call out her name. I didn't talk about her looks. I didn't tell people to unfollow her, to not stream her music. Like, what is y'all's definition of dragging? Because I believe like y'all are just... Y'all are weirdos for y'all to think that that comment is dragging. She basically said that she has no problem hooking up with the little yeah in the club. To me, that to me is a lot weirder than actually getting to meet somebody from the club and trying to be in a relationship with that person and trying to get to know them. So we're going to co-sign sleeping with somebody that you don't know. 
you know what I'm saying? And just hooking up with them. But then say, but if you try to look for a relationship in the club, that's a bad, that's a bad thing. To me, that's so backwards. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. So sleeping with a stranger that you barely know is okay. And hooking up is okay. But saying, hey, I like this stranger. This could be something. You know what I'm saying? Let's get to know each other. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But again, this is the same culture where y'all scream around, where y'all sit there and talk about y'all are munches. Y'all just want to get y'all cat ate and move on to the next. So, I mean, I get it, I guess, you know, but um, <laughs> not Marquis writing church, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yes. And that's the thing. It doesn't matter where you meet somebody. You know, that was everybody's response. Yeah, you don't never want to meet somebody in the club. You're supposed to meet your husband in the church. Y'all want to tell that to Giselle Bryant and her player, player husband? People can disappoint you no matter the situation, no matter where you meet them. You know what this reminds me of? When I used to have my lovely news channel and when black women would end up getting killed by somebody that they met on the Internet or just even women in general. And I remember there were always people commenting well, if they want to met somebody off the internet, well, that's why you don't meet people off the internet. That's why you don't date people off of Tinder. That's why, you know, I would never date somebody off the internet. And I have to say, hold on. If y'all, I don't know if y'all remember this video, but I have to say, y'all make absolutely no sense. What is the difference between a woman meeting a man off of the internet and going on a date with them versus a woman meeting somebody at the gas station? You don't know them. You don't know that person. I don't care if it's the internet, if it's the gas station, if it's at a school library, if it's in the church, you never really know anybody. So to dismiss people and say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. And that's what they get because they, you, they found somebody on the internet is silly. You know how people done lost their lives because they thought they met the love of their life at the grocery store and that motherfucker ended up being a cycle, you know what I'm saying? Who done killed them? All I'm saying is that you know, we, we have to like, we have to start talking with common sense. You know what I'm saying? And, and for me to see grown adults in that room, cause see Glorilla's young, she's young to be my child. But for me to see grown folks like Angela Yee in the room, Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy just co-signing this is silly. And even, and you could tell Angela didn't agree cause Angela kept asking her, well, where do we meet these men? Where do we meet these people? And it was just a bunch of giggling. And the main one giggling was Charlamagne. <laughs> he was giggling more than Glozilla. I'm like, what is so funny? Because I think the discussion needs to be had. I think it's a really good discussion. But I think as a grown woman, what she should have done, or grown folks in that room, is drop some gems on her. Because it's not about hooking up with a random man in the club and creating a soul tie. And now he done went on to the next. It's really about trying to get to know somebody no matter where you meet them. You could find your husband tomorrow at a club this weekend while dancing, you know what I'm saying, to FNF, okay? You just never know. Whatever is meant to happen will happen. So I just don't think that people should limit themselves. That, that's my only issue. I just don't think people should limit themselves or say, you know, because you're in this particular environment, there are no good people in that environment. If you're in that environment, do you not consider yourself a good person? Because I go to the club. You know what I'm saying? I consider myself a good person. You know, sometimes you just want to go out and have fun and dance and, and kick it with your friends and, you know what I'm saying, have a good time. 
Doesn't mean that we're there to get, you know, to get fucked. I might twerk and have fun. That don't mean I want to sleep with you. So I, I just, I don't know. I just think it's it's funny. I just think it's funny. So yeah, her dating advice. <laughs> her dating advice. No, absolutely not. You know, but I like Gabriel. I think she's a sweet girl, and um, you know, she's doing her thing. But y'all know if I don't agree with something, I'm gonna say I don't agree with it. I'm not about to pacify somebody because they're a rapper. Cardi has said some silly ass shit, and when I don't agree with it, I've called her out. Who remembers when she was out there dragging her fans last year? When she was upset, everybody thought I forgot what award show was. Was it the AMAs? It was one of the award shows. All of the Barty gang thought she was gonna be at. And she wasn't there. And Barty Gang was really upset and she cussed all her fans out. And I had to drag Cardi for that. Like, no, nah, that's not okay. Who cares if your fans thought you were going to be there? Those are your fans. Regardless if you announce that you're going to be somewhere or not, they're going to think that, hey, you're going to be there because this person's there, that person's there. You don't retaliate with your fans, the people who have supported you, by wishing them death and cussing out their mothers. So if I can hold her accountable because I don't agree with something she's done, what makes y'all think I'm not about to, you know, uh, hold Gorilla accountable if I don't agree with something that she's saying? That's my opinion. People are just weird. Um, let's, is that her? Why y'all putting, uh, why y'all using dinosaur emojis? Her emojis are the Gorilla, are the uh, gorilla, right? Or does she use a different emoji? Oh, Glozilla. Oh, so that's supposed to be like, okay, like a reptile, Glozilla. But her name is Glorilla. Oh, because I'm calling her Glozilla. I'm sorry. <laughs> Glorilla, I'm sorry. Oh, that's why y'all putting that in there because I'm calling her Glozilla. I'm sorry, Glorilla. <laughs> y'all not just be talking, child. And then we'll make some because I'm like, where are these damn reptiles, these uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes coming from? Okay, I'm sorry. Glorilla. Glorilla. I'm sorry. All these glows. I'm thinking about that. Glozelle. Glorilla. <laughs> okay, y'all can put the gorilla emojis in there now. Because I was so confused. Like, where are all these little dinosaurs coming from? <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Just I remember I kept calling. Um, I went back and I watched the stream and I kept calling Takeoff and Quavo's album. <laughs> the single wasn't even the whole album. It was a single. I kept calling it Neff and Few. And I wasn't realizing I was saying Neff and Few and it was Unk and Few. I was cracking up when I went back. I was like, why did I keep saying Neff and Few? <laughs> like, I don't broke up the word nephew and made it into a whole new word. But I meant to say Unk and Few. So y'all know, child. You know, when I'm when I'm going and just going outside my brain, I get mixed up. So I apologize, child. Look, Brianna said that Neff and Few sent me in because I was dead serious. I was like, cause y'all know that Neff and Few single, it didn't do nothing. It really didn't do numbers. Everybody was like, Unk and Few. <laughs> and I kept calling it Neff and Few, and I did not realize I was saying Neff and Few the whole time until somebody sent the super chat like T, it's Unk and Few. I'm like, I was saying Unk and Few. They're like, no, you were not. <laughs> And I went back and I, I was like, oh my God, why was I saying that? So I didn't even realize I was saying Glozilla. So sorry about that, Glorilla. So just a slip of the tongue, that's all. 
Somebody says Glozilla sounds better than uh, Glorilla. I don't like calling women gorillas. Oh, okay, that's funny. Well, that's her name though, uh, Glorilla. <laughs> so let me go ahead. I'm always butchering something, child. Um, so let's go ahead. I've been on here for an hour and 15 minutes. I want to hit on this last topic of sweetie. So speaking, because remember that stream where I was talking about, you know, unk and few, um, we're also talking about sweetie, right? She had dropped that um, EP and in that EP, you know, she was taking shots at Quavo and everything else. And I remember one of the comments was like, her album's going to go triple wood or something like that. And I was like, if it do, it do. If it don't, it don't. It makes me know, never mind, okay? I'm not an icicle or whatever she calls her fans. The snowflakes, the icicles. Child, I'll be posting little snow emojis. Um, so, you know, it makes me no difference. But this was embarrassing. She sold 2,000 copies, and everybody has been talking about this on um, social media. And... Sunny Digital had a lot to say about the situation. So I want to go ahead and share my screen really quick here. Oh, is it going to pull it up automatically? Okay, here we go. Oh, maybe not. Hold on. It's weird because I have to do two different things. Like if I want to play audio, you have to hit something different versus like a regular screen. I don't like how they change this up on... um on whatchamacallit, on StreamYard. Okay, so this is Sunny Digital. So he says this, 13 million followers, hundreds and thousands of likes on all pictures, but albums sold less than 2,000 copies. That's crazy, the math ain't adding up. He then goes on to say, if I had a million followers, if I had millions of followers and my album sold 2K, I probably would just delete all my social medias because somebody is lying to me. Somebody else. So, uh, then he also said, before I came here, I gave my opinion. I did listen to the album. I actually listened to everything that dropped that day, just out of curiosity to see what the competition was on. Okay. So Sweetie sold 2,000 copies. And so this is what I wrote on Instagram. I said this. The problem is most of these folks are built by the label. They don't have real fans. Many of these followers are bought and paid for. They spend more time showing how pretty they are rather than putting work and time into their craft. Old school artists had to do countless shows to build a buzz and an authentic fan base who actually went out and, brought their, and bought their albums in the store. All these new fans have to do is stream it on their phones and a majority of them can't even do that. Folks don't be having real fans. They just have nosy followers. Once people learn the difference, they will adjust accordingly. So that was my thought on that. Uh, Sweetie also ended up clapping back at somebody, at a few people who were coming at her for her lack of album sales. Let me see if I can find that. I was looking at that earlier. Yeah, this industry is such smoke and mirrors. Um, Don Tolliver is currently going through his controversy where Atlantic Records is being accused of faking his streams. When his um, newest video dropped recently, I thought I had the Sweetie article. I'm not seeing it. Dang it. 
She was kind of clapping back too, but um, I don't know where it's at. Let me show y'all this Don Tolliver article. So Don Tolliver dropped his recent um, music video on uh, YouTube and they're accusing him and little Uzi of buying um, streams. And so what happened is that this person <clears throat> basically said Don Tolliver or more like Cactus Jack is shamelessly botting fake YouTube views and comments on his new single. It's painfully obvious. This person, Bryce, was the first person to announce it on Twitter and he went viral. Somebody from Atlantic got that account suspended. They were suspended within a matter of a few hours. And when people looked into their account, they hadn't violated terms of services. They weren't threatening anybody. They weren't being disrespectful. Um, they just hurried up and they deleted their account. So I ended up going to Don Tolliver's. And it was just a bunch of bots. Um, here go some screenshots. They said Uzi was botting too. We can't play the music. But do y'all see all these comments? There's not even real comments. It's just emojis, ABCs. Um, so people have really been calling out a lot of these um, record labels. So I think that's the problem that's going on with not only uh sweetie but a lot of these artists is that their fan bases are not real and when you're buying fan bases and you're buying followers i'm not saying all right but she has about four million followers who was to say that out of those four million people that they're really people remember i talked about this a few streams ago that there's a theory that 90 percent of the internet is fake most of the time, the folks that you're arguing with and going back and forth with online, a lot of those people aren't even real. Even in my comment section, there are bots. There's a bot now in my comment section pretending to be me, telling folks, come on WhatsApp and get some crypto. I'll give you a free gift. And so a few of my Discorders started tagging me like, T, are you giving away free gifts on, on Telegraph? I said, the devil is a lie. So don't y'all fall for that shit. If I'm giving y'all a free gift, I don't need y'all to follow me on Telegraph and all this goofy stuff. I'm going to reach out to you, get your information and send you a free gift. So, and there, it's happening to all the YouTubers. And you'll see it in my comment. They have my picture and they're trying to send everybody to these crypto farms, you know? So don't, and then they, once you go there, you join the Telegraph, they're going to say, oh, T-Sipper, please send me, you know, $500 <laughs> and then I'll send you a free gift. If y'all fall for that mess, I'm sorry. You deserve to lose $500. Do not send anybody your money on some cryptocurrency thing, okay? I'm never gonna drag you from YouTube and, and bring you onto Telegraph for private conversations. Don't nobody even know my Telegraph, it's private. I mean, I have one, but I only have like nine people on there that I talk to. Shout out to my Telegraph group and that's it. It's not even like for the public to find me. So um, don't fall for those spams, those bots. But I say that to say this, is that a majority of these people's followers are botted. They're bot. There's a whole business of people buying followers, bots, views, and everything else. Okay?
Trust me, if I wanted to get to a million subscribers tomorrow, I could easily do it by buying followers. A lot of YouTubers have done this. You have YouTubers who fake their streams. They'll act like they have thousands of people in their live, but the way they comment section looks, it don't look like you have 9,000 people in here because your comment section ain't commenting. There's literally 10 people talking, but you're, you have 8,000 people in the stream? I think not. So for me, I don't have the energy to fake anything. These are my real views, my real streams, real chats, real conversations. You're not seeing people in my chat just posting A, B, you know, you're not seeing that. Now you will see these weird barbs come out the blue and post their unicorns, but even those barbs are real. Okay, now that I mentioned their name, you'll start seeing unicorns. They're real because they're actually watching and listening. But um, it, it's very interesting because now you can make a celebrity. You don't have to go through the same nuances that these people used to have to go through back in the day to be a celebrity, to get a hit. Now you can just go viral and then they'll make you a celebrity. They did that with Bad Baby. She went from Cash Me Outside to literally being on the billboard. We're now seeing that with Ice Spice. You know, sweet girl, but Munch is like the shortest song I've ever heard. You know, it's, it's a cute bop, but the, the hype is crazy. So did she really get that hype naturally? Or was it starting to create a buzz? And then the bot, you know, the, 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 the bots came to hype it up even more. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's what happened, but you just never know. A lot of things that go viral are not necessarily organic. Uh, y'all can stop with the unicorns now. Y'all be doing the most. Please stop for y'all get blocked. Um, <laughs> we get it. Okay. Um, but a lot of things are not organic. So I think what is going on with Sweetie is that she don't really have as many fans as she thinks she has. And the other problem is too, I think celebrities are doing too much nowadays. When we were growing up, right, you were famous for a particular reason. If you were a singer, you were a singer. If you were a rapper, you were a rapper. If you were an actor, you were an actor. If you were on television, you were a television actor, a movie actor. Everybody had their categories. But the problem now is that everything is so convoluted. Oh, yeah, and, and if you weren't 5'11 and, and, and a bad bitch, you were not considered a model. Now anybody can be a model, IG model, fetish model. Like, the celebrity has been so bastardized now. Anybody can be a celebrity. So the problem is, back then we had categories, right? So you had the singer, the rapper, the model, uh, the actor, and they really didn't mix. You kind of stayed in your lane and you were praised for what you did in your lane. We knew that if, you know, Biggie dropped an album, we were going to get the album because he was a rapper. If, you know, Drew Hill dropped some new music, we we're going to go get it because they were singers. But the problem now is you have rappers like Sweetie and others. She's a rapper. She's a model. Uh, you know, she's selling McDonald's. They're doing so much. So when people are following, what are they really following for? Are they following for your music? Are they following because they like your new McDonald's hamburger? Are they following because you're a bad bitch with a cute body and a pretty face and you're their favorite Instagram model? 
So that's the problem. You have people who are following people, but they're not following them for what they were introduced to us as, which is musicians. So I think that's the problem that's going on with Sweetie. You know, and her whole thing is, well, it doesn't matter if I sold, I'm pretty. Well, nobody cares if you're pretty, ma'am. That goes without saying. We all, we get it. You're pretty, right? Um, there's a lot of pretty people out here. But that goes without saying. The point is, you're a rapper, okay? So people shouldn't just be following you because you're pretty. They should be following you because they like your music and they support your music. But because everything is so convoluted, you have people who are following for different reasons. And they're not really there for the music. They're there for the French fries and the barbecue sauce. <laughs> so yeah, the, the new, um, you know, this new wave of influencer and celebrity, it's very different, you know? And I think this is why you're not seeing as many, you know, album sales, you know, genuine album sales. And I think this is why these record labels are having to do a lot of sneaky shit to inflate numbers, you know, they have whole streaming farms. Um, I was shocked because I didn't even know all this stuff existed, but they have whole streaming farms where they have like, you know, just tons of cell phones, just different cell phones, and they're all streaming the same music. Um, I remember a year and a half ago, people were complaining on Instagram, no, excuse me, on Twitter, that their phones were automatically playing French Montana. Who remembers this? This went viral about a year or so ago. <coughs> yes, Raya, J. Cole did say that, people faking their streams. About a year ago, French Montana had dropped a new single. I wanna say it was with Post Malone, I might be wrong. And usually, you know, when Post Malone gets on something, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna go. Post Malone makes good music, right? Uh, this wasn't hitting the way it was supposed to hit. So somebody, allegedly, they were saying it was somebody from the record label was hacking into people's Spotify accounts and playing that song. People's phones would be sitting here and would start playing French Montana. There was whole threads. Do y'all remember that? It was whole threads on Twitter. Yeah. People's phones would just start playing French Montana. Like, I'm not listening. What the hell? Who is this? And people are like, why is my music, why is my Spotify playing French Montana? When they didn't even have, they weren't even on the Spotify app. So they're even saying that there's ways where they can hack into your streaming service, you know, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that stuff, and act like you're the one streaming the music, but you're not really streaming it. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it. It happened about like a year or so ago. Okay. Yeah, he was accused of hacking. Y'all know I don't forget shit. I might mispronounce some words. I might call Gorilla Glozilla, but I don't forget shit. Let me go ahead and pull this up. I know I wasn't going crazy. It was French Montana. He was accused of hacking people's Spotify. Show y'all this article. No, I wasn't going crazy. It was French. This is from 2020. French Montana accused of hacking Spotify accounts to boost streaming numbers. Who remembers that? 
Twitter user is alleging that Epic Records is buying fake Spotify streams. At the beginning of the new year, Twitter user at Carl did some digging about French Montana's single, Writing on the Wall. The track, figured, the track features two Grammy-nominated rappers, Post Malone and Cardi B. French Montana's out here buying streams in a desperate attempt to turn his three-month-old flop song into a hit. <laughs> um, let me see if this thread is still... They might have took the thread down, child. Let's see if it's still active. Look, they suspended the account. Wow. Y'all see that? The account is suspended. How come everybody who ends up blasting these labels, their accounts get suspended? Just like that other account I was just talking about. Isn't that interesting? So earlier in the stream, I was telling y'all about some BDSM man who was, you know, duct tape with his, with his, you know, schlong just flopping around and people were pulling out it and shit. That's sitting on Twitter till this day. But anybody who's caught out these streaming farms and people, you know, hacking and playing with these numbers, they're suspended. Don't y'all find that suspicious? Child, it's time for me to go. <laughs> Woo! Yes, I remember that. Yeah, they silenced that boy. That ain't right. French Montana out here hacking people's damn Spotify accounts to get his music streaming. I'm not trying to listen to that shit. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. It's a mess. I'm so glad I remembered that. I be forgetting some shit, but certain things, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was French. It's a mess. Let me read some of these super chats here before I go. Um, oh. <laughs> let's see andy lopez says nine said 99 says i hope you can do a, a green room show on what is happening in china i really love listening to the protesters that are current that are currently happening we've been posting some things that are going on in china china is a mess right now maybe we'll do a green room maybe i'll ask lady j to come on with me so we can um talk about china for y'all who don't know honey uh Chinese are waking up. They can't blame the Africans because they don't kick them out of, you know, China. Um, child, I, I don't know if y'all saw that viral picture I posted on Discord. This Chinese lady was on the subway. She said COVID-1984. I said, damn, they're waking up. I know that's right, Chinese lady on the subway. She was holding that sign proud. I was, I was, I almost dropped a tear. But then I couldn't drop a tear because y'all kicked the Africans out of China. But um, I thought it was dope that they're waking up, they're protesting, they're mad. They're mad. And they want the president gone. They're standing up to the CCP. They're getting arrested. Um, there's a video I was sent earlier where there was a Chinese man, once again, trying to blame foreigners. He said, y'all need to go back in the house. These are foreigners. These foreigners are hyping y'all up to protest the government. This is not right. Go back in the house. This Chinese man said, you know what? You need to shut the fuck up. Now he was talking in Chinese. So let me just, you know, this is my translation. So how did you know he was talking? You need to shut the fuck up. How are foreigners, uh, you know, brainwashing us when we can't even get on the internet? I said, yes, tell them, tell them in Chinese. There were subtitles and shit. Oh, he was going in. 
You're trying to blame foreigners? We can't even get on the damn internet. We've been shut down. How are the foreigners blamewashing us? We can't even get on Twitter. Oh, he was going in in Chinese, talking a mile a minute. The old man, he, he just shut it up. Then the whole crowd turned on the old man and was telling him, I guess, shut the fuck up in Chinese. Then he just kind of walked off. Oh, I'm here for all this footage coming out of China. I've been sipping slow. I didn't post that one yet. <laughs> all the Chinese are waking up and I'm here for it. I am. Oh, they when they shut that old man up quick. Shut up. Doing shit to us, they're not brainwashing us. We're out here protesting because we're under a, a you know this oppressive regime, and this ain't right. They don't put them people back under COVID lockdown. The rest of the world is out here free as a bird, mask free, and they have locked down China again. And this is affecting the rest of the world. Once again, we're already we're already dealing with shipping delays. We're dealing with a lot of stuff globally, right? Food prices are high. Who knows? There's going to be enough toys around Christmas for, you know, people got little kids and stuff. And now they don't shut China again. And China is the world's factory. They make everything in China. So I'm here for them, you know, waking up and, you know, they're putting themselves at risk to be protesting like that, you know, and showing their faces. And they've been getting arrested. There was another video I was sent. Um, the police are walking up to the Chinese people and taking their phone. So let's say you're out there recording. They'll snatch your phone and they're making them delete the video and the pictures. And the one man was like, no, you're not deleting. No. And they grabbed them and they threw them in the back of this, you know, paddy wagon. So if you won't let them go through your phone and delete videos and pictures, they throw you in jail. So it's sad. It's, it's really sad. So I, I wish the Chinese people the best. Um, you know, I, I hope that they're able to just come out of this. You know, the COVID restrictions are disgusting and it's sad what these people have been going through, you know, so I'm keeping my eye on it. I definitely am. So maybe we'll do a green room on it. So thank you for the super chat. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Epitome Fran said 9.99 says, good day T. The we put these brands on a pedestal is crazy. I also met my husband in the club. I wish you and your family the best in 2022 and beyond. Keep bringing truth to yourself, babes. Um, oh, keep being your true self, babes. Thank you so much. And, you know, congratulations to you and your husband meeting in the club and still being together. So, again, my point, you can meet somebody anywhere. It's about energy and being on the same wavelength. So, you know, you are proof of that. So thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brittany Moore says, you definitely had me saying Neff and Fuf. <laughs> y'all are a mess. Not y'all repeating my mistake. Neff and Fuf, I was so serious too. Because you know, when they dropped that song, Neff and Fuf, I was like, what the? I was watching that playback cracking up because I was so, and y'all know I was sick. I was under the weather. So that's my excuse. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Bella sent $10 says, love you, T. I admire the way you carry yourself and your and the morals that you keep. Your mommy and my mama, she always, without judgment, but always kept it real. Uh, do not, hold on. Kind of cut off here. I'm just about to stretch it out. 
do no do not take no shit <laughs> thank you so much bella i appreciate you thank you for the super chat sis um makai Aaliyah says t i literally have seen spam accounts find my instagram and i have no clue how people can buy and send bots to your page on these platforms yeah it instagram is bad with the spam i try my hardest when i post Go in and delete the spam that you've won $5,000 if you follow them. I don't know why Instagram <clears throat> is not trying hard enough to get rid of the spam bots. It's it's like my biggest pet peeve. It just makes me so mad. Um, <clears throat> uh, Sheik32 says, this makes me think of your ATL event that sold out. Why someone else had an event and the turnout was low compared to the amount of followers they have. Mm. Thank you so much. Yeah. But see, that's the difference when you actually build a real quote unquote fan base and you really connect with people who support you. I think that's the main difference. And I think why sometimes when these influencers have meet and greets and people don't show up, there's no real connection there, especially when you're talking about TikTok and Instagram. Most people are there just to view a beautiful picture or just to see what you're eating. You know, they're not really there to connect with you. And I think with platforms like YouTube, I think it's a little bit easier to connect with your fans because like you guys are in the chat. I'm able to read y'all's chats. You guys are sending super chats. There's more of a connection. We've been talking now for almost two hours. Whereas, you know, with TikTok, it's a seven second video. So yeah, you might have 3 million followers, but if you were to do a meetup, would these people really show up? You know, and, and a majority of them might, but then we had that situation with that other girl. Um, she did a meet and greet and nobody showed up and she had millions of followers. So yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm just grateful that, you know, everybody showed up, child. I am. Um, let's see here. Angel Lopez says, sending love from Aruba via the Netherlands. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and thank you for coming to the stream tonight. Um, Monica says, don't thank my first super chat sent. You remind me of my aunties from New Orleans. I love how real you RT. Hit the like button, y'all. Yes, please hit the like button. We have over 10,000 people in here, 3,000 likes. The math ain't mathin'. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Um, Ebony says, hey, T, do you think bots will become the new normal or will being phony become the new norm. Been watching you since three since three thousand BC. Um, the bots are definitely here to stay. Um, I think that's the part that's that's the part that frustrates me as a content creator because I don't deal in bots and things like that. When I post content, I just I'm on a wing and a prayer. I hope the video hits. I'm hoping it gets over 100,000 views. And some videos do and some videos don't, you know? But then you'll go to somebody else's channel and they'll have literally like 10, wait, like maybe like 400, 500,000 views. But then there's like a thousand comments. Like it just don't add up. And you, you have people on here who really do buy views. They buy bots. They pad that stuff up. And again, I guess it's that whole fake it till you make it culture. We say that all the time on Instagram. Let me make myself look important. Let me make myself look like a lot of people are following me and rocking with me. But then, you know what I'm saying? 
so that way they can get like sponsorships and stuff like that. But to me, it, it doesn't really work because when you need these people to, you know, buy this or you need to promote that, you, who are you promoting to? It's bots. They're not going to leave the internet and go out into the physical world and do anything for you. So that that's where people get into that slippery slope, you know? And then also too, don't get it twisted. You have people who had these botting farms who will also follow people too. So it may not necessarily be that person purchasing bots. Sometimes you have these botting farms who will follow you just so they can post spam. So yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. Somebody said Foxo. Foxo got a bunch of bots. I'm not fooling with y'all. I'm not fooling with y'all. Y'all said they're buying streams and views. Next super chat. I'm not, I'm not fooling with y'all. Uh, Gigi sent four ninety nine. She says somebody called French Vanilla. Um, I'm crying. I've been watching you for years. My first super chat. Shout out to all the introverted silent tea sippers. Well, welcome and thank you for sending me a super chat. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed the stream tonight, sis. Thank you for coming through. Uh, listen here, Brianna Love says, "Hey, T, much love from Atlanta. Come back. Are you going to talk about the two guys who were tied to the crypto who mysteriously passed?" Honey. Now we didn't post the Asian man who died. We did post that. I don't think Maddie had posted the other one <coughs> who died yet. But there's definitely something going on in crypto. I don't think all of these young, they look healthy to me now. I'm not saying you can't be 30 with a bad heart, but something ain't adding up. I think it's been three big crypto, you know, big old rich. They made a lot of money in crypto. They just wound up mysteriously dead in like the past 72 hours. And then we have the whole situation going on with Sam Berkman Friedman or I don't Sam Friedman, whatever the hell the man's name, Bankman Freed with his triple name. So I don't know if these people are just mysteriously dying or as if we as as these governments peel back the onions of crypto, they're gonna find out it's a lot of Ponzi schemes and a lot of stuff underneath, you know, just all that muck. Something with it has always felt weird to me. You know, I try to get on the crypto hype. I think I probably bought maybe a hundred dollars worth of crypto, not lying, since 2018. Something about it just it just it just never really made sense to me after a while. Like I understood the people on top who got rich, but it looked like a pyramid scheme after a while. And especially when I watched what happened with the Dogecoin, how everybody hyped it up, people ran to go buy. And of course the people who got in early, you know, they made, you know, there were some discorders who made some good money with Doge and, you know, cashed out. But what about all the, you know, the quote unquote suckers coming behind to, to pump it up? Well, when do they get to cash out? Oh, they, they don't. They just get left holding the bag. And I'm seeing that more and more than you had all these weird ass YouTubers and celebrities promoting so much crypto like during 2020 and 2021. You had the whole save the children, 
Logan and Judge Paul, they were promoting stuff. I mean, it was just too much. And at that point, you know, I was okay when it was, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and whatever the third one was. But when it when everybody had a crypto, it was like, well, what the hell? Well, I could tomorrow I could be like, well, hey, there's a lovely T crypto. Y'all go out and buy. Like at that point, anybody could have a crypto. It just didn't make sense to me. You know, so I'm not shocked that all this stuff is just going on now. And I think the saddest part of all of this, like all these crypto scams and NFT scams, is that the majority of the people who are involved in pushing this nonsense were already rich. They were already rich. How much more money does Jake and Logan Paul need? How much more money did Kim Kardashian need? How much more money did Sam or any of these people need? Graham Stephens, how much more money do these financial YouTubers need? Y'all make millions of dollars from views. Let's not forget, their content is very safe. They don't hit on deep shit like we do here in the conspiracy and the truther sector. They're not hitting on conspiracies. They're not hitting on shit that can get their channel demonetized or get their videos demonetized. They're talking about safe, friendly stuff. They get pushed through the algorithm like crazy. Who doesn't want to know about finance and, and saving money and all this stuff? So they're making money hand over fist by making safe finance videos. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's their niche. Perfect. God bless you. But then you're also making money with sponsorships. One of the sponsorships for, from Sam Bankman Freed, it was reported that he paid people who had big followings like, like uh, Graham Stephan, who has 4 million followers, he was paying them $20,000 for one sponsorship. Black YouTubers can only even dream of getting something that big. We're lucky if we get a few thousand dollars when we sponsor something. $20,000 sponsorships. And he shot at this company out time and time again. Giselle. Steph Curry, all of these people that were tied to this crypto thing, and granted, they can say that they didn't know, I get it, but they promoted it to the general public. You know, I, I don't know, it, the, the rabbit hole goes really deep. So um, now that all these crypto, these three crypto people have ended up dead, I don't know, it's just making me side-eye everything. I feel like just, it's gonna be some more stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, they're going to start turning on each other. See, it was fun when they were all, <clears throat> it was fun when they were all living in that house in the Bahamas. Sam, his girlfriend, you know, all the employees, I guess they had some type of big polyamorous, you know, situation. Everybody was sleeping with everybody, um, you know, from what was been said. And so, you know, it was all fun and games when they were all living together. But now that the feds are involved and they're saying that these people could be could be looking at, you know, time because this was a massive fraud. You guys, if you guys don't understand, this was bigger than Enron. And I know some of y'all like, I don't even know what the hell T's top my right now. Y'all know when I get into top my finance, you know, I'm going to keep going. But this was such a big scam and there's so many moving parts. I mean, just oh God, I, I mean, I could just talk about the whole right, the white privilege of it all. Um, the nepotism, the way that these young people who are grown adults were able to get into these spaces 
And nobody even thought to check anything. They were calling him the humble billionaire because he drove a Toyota Corolla. Who gives a shit? He has a $30 million mansion in the Bahamas. It's not humble. Let me not even talk. I don't even want to go on this time. I've been out here for two hours. It's time for me to go. I might just have to do a video dragging him because I have a lot to say about it. And especially like, I'm just really disappointed in like the financial quote unquote gurus, you know, who are just like involved, you know? And it just seems like at this point in time, it's just greed. That's the only thing I can think. It's just greed. Half of these financial gurus were worth millions of dollars, but they still were taking sponsorships. They still were doing this. And I don't know. It's just weird. And then when the collapse was happening, oh, they, they got their money out. And then Graham, you know, he did the apology. I watched his apology video, whatever. Y'all can believe that shit all y'all want to because, you know, you know, when it's white YouTubers, when they cry tattoo tears, oh, okay, he's sorry. But he's like, and I, well, I warned my followers to take their money out. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they were able to. Are you also going to give back some of the money to your followers who went and purchased because you were, you know, providing that as, you know, financial advice and granted don't get me wrong some of the blame is also on the youtubers the followers who just listened to them and did not think twice and went and invested their money no spencer is not exposing them indigo spencer Cornella is full of shit. He's friends with all of those guys. He's making excuses for them. The only person who's really been exposing them is Coffeezilla. And then there's another guy I ran across, Steven somebody child. He got some big old buff arms. <laughs> I don't know his name. It's, I think it's Steven. But no, Spencer ain't not. Spencer, he been, he's been riding the fence. I've lost a lot of respect for, for Spencer as well in this situation. He's been riding the fence, riding with his boys. No, no. Coffeezilla has been keeping his foot on, 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 in the crypto space on their neck for a minute now. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not it's not regulated. Look, Paladin, you better let them know about Spencer. I'm not I'm not. We're talking about I don't y'all like who are these people? We're talking about the white finance sector of YouTube. That's who we're talking about. A lot of y'all don't even know what we're talking about. Yes, Scott. I called him Steve. Who wrote his name? Hold on. Somebody wrote his name and disappeared. Yes, Scott Schaefer. Thank you, whoever wrote that. That's I called him. I knew it started with an S, child. I said, Steve. <laughs> That's my brother's name. <laughs> I was going to give my brother now. I think his name was Steve. His name is Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott been out here exposing and shit, too. I, I'm, I'm liking his work. Yeah, man. The, the YouTube finance sector is a mess. And my black ass just been sitting here sipping tea. And enjoying the shit show. Because again, all these people told it themselves as finance gurus and everything else. Yes, they do give a lot of good information. But like I always tell y'all, you still have to do your own research. But that's the problem. Nobody wants to do their own research. They want to be spoon fed everything. No, you have to do your own research. 
And then, like I always tell y'all, even on Discord, you never, ever, 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 ever spend money that you cannot afford to lose. I don't care if it's crypto. I don't care if it's stock. If you can't afford to lose $20,000, guess what? You should not be investing it. Never invest what you cannot be okay losing. I don't lost money in stock. It sucks. But guess what? I knew what it was going in. Hopefully the stock will come back up. But right now I've lost half my stock, but it's okay. Cause I put in what I could afford to lose. So this is a cautionary tale, man. It's, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's sad. I, I feel really bad because you have people who have lost everything. They've lost everything. These YouTube finance gurus, they're going to be okay. Uh, Tom Brady and, you know, Steph Curry and Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin O'Leary, they will be okay. But what about the teachers in Canada who lost their pension because the school wanted to pay, play Russian roulette with their pension money? What about those teachers? They didn't ask to have their pension, you know, tied up to this crypto bullshit, but now they have no pension. So... I don't know. Yeah, Floyd Mayweather, he lost money. He'll be fine. Floyd will be fine. It's the average person who will not be fine. And that's the part that's really, really bothersome with all of this, you know? And um, I, I just, it just boggles the mind. It, it boggles the mind. What is the girlfriend's name? I don't, I can't, I'm not even going to pretend to know her name. The funny looking girlfriend of Sam's with the big Coke bottle glasses. She looks like a character off of Recess. And y'all know I don't go in on people's looks. She literally looks like Gretchen Grundler off of Recess. The reason why I'm going in on her looks is because I literally watched this woman say, this is the woman that he made CEO of the company. She says, oh, I don't even need to know any math. Math? What? Now, y'all know I'm very honest, y'all. Y'all know I would tell you. What's her name? Carolyn Ellison. Thank you, Tyrell, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be calling her Gretchen Grundler from now on. But Carolyn Ellison, when I watched her interview, what I found very interesting is the, oh, let me show you. Look, here, here she go right here. I found her picture. Oh, God. You, 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 it's like you can't make this up. It's the white privilege. From, this was the CEO. Look at her. She looks like Gretchen Grundler. This lady did an interview. <laughs> and bless that black man that was in the interview with her. He could tell something was fishy. She's like, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I barely even, I barely even use math. Yeah. You know, we don't really check on returns. And she was just so just lazy, you know, just just laissez faire with the whole situation. Even the black dude was like, you know, I could tell, you know, as black folks, you know, we speak with our eyes and our energy. Like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? But you know, he gonna be professional. Uh huh. Go on. Tell me more. She said she didn't need to know math for crypto. Now, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not the best at math. I'm always telling y'all to add some shit up. If it was 2008 and it's now 2022, how old is Chris Brown? At least I'm honest. 
But again, I'm not the best at math, but I'm also not the CEO of a crypto fucking a global business that's worth billions of dollars. Me not knowing Chris Brown's age in 2022, not affecting anybody. Her making bad investments has literally damaged a portion of the world. So many people are being affected by this. It is insane, child. But on that note, I am out. I'm done with this. Oh, no. <laughs> I am done because I could go on for another hour dragging, you know what I'm saying, Gretchen Grundler um, and, and her uh, boyfriend, Sam. <laughs> You guys, on that note, I appreciate y'all for coming through. I hope you guys enjoyed today's stream. Hope you guys take a late, took away a lot from the stream. I had a good time tonight. So thank you guys so much for spending this evening with me. Thank you to everybody who sent the super chat. I appreciate you guys. I will talk to you guys later. Let me see here. Hold on. I got another super chat. Elizabeth Holmes. Hold on. What they say about Elizabeth Holmes? Elizabeth Holmes is another one. Just got sentenced to 11 years for scamming people out of 9 billion. Yeah. I got a video coming out on Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, yeah. I got to drag her. So that video is coming soon. So, you know, stay tuned for that. On that note, you guys, have a good night. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.